Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Second Chronicles 2020, I feel very much directed of the Lord to minister for a little bit here, and I will certainly not try and keep you long. I'm aware of the time. Uh, Second Chronicles 2020. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. I'd like to uh, speak for a little bit on this thought. Do you have someone who can speak into your life? Do you have someone who can speak into your life? Father, we love you. We thank you for everything that's been said and done. More importantly, we thank you for your presence that's here. Thank you for these musicians that have brought us into your presence. But Lord, we thank you for your word, and I ask you, dear God, to help me, Lord. You put your word in my heart, put it in my mouth. I pray for your anointing. I pray for a fresh anointing. Pray, Lord, help us here today and touch every person here. We pray especially, dear God, for Abundant Life Church. We pray, dear God, oh, Lord, your hand would be upon them and direct them. And we pray, Lord, help Brother and Sister Cordell, Pastor and Sister Cordell here today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Appreciate that. The nation of Judah was being attacked by a confederacy of three nations. The entire nation of Judah was held up behind the walls of the city of Jerusalem. The king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, gathered together the people of Judah at the entrance of the house of God. Jehoshaphat led the people in a time of prayer and fasting because it did not look good. The Lord responded to their prayers. The Lord always hears our prayers. The Lord always responds to faith. Don't you ever forget that. And the Lord spoke through the preacher. He said this in verse 15 of 2 Chronicles 20. Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Led by the king, the people of Judah responded by falling to the ground. In fact, the Bible says in verse 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites, the children of Kohites, uh, and of the children of Korhites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice uh, on high. Uh, it was a time of worship. It was a time of praise. Uh, here they were surrounded by three enemies, uh, outnumbered at least three to one, uh, but yet God had given them a word, and God said, the battle's not yours, uh, but it's mine. Uh, I'm going to be with you. You're going to be victorious. Praise the Lord. Early the next morning, the entire nation of Judah left the safety of the walls of the city of Jerusalem behind. They began to go forth, headed toward their 
enemy in the wilderness of Tekoa. It is here where I feel like the Lord wants me to begin. For it was here where the battle would be won or lost. Our text, verse 20, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me. Everybody say, hear me. Could you say it again? Hear me, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Jehoshaphat stood before the entire nation of Judah and said, hear me. The ability of Judah to hear would determine the outcome of the battle. Whether they were going to win this fight or not, didn't matter how much words had been said. It didn't matter how much worship had gone on. Whether they were going to win the battle or not was dependent upon their ability to hear. Your ability to hear will determine the outcome of your life. This is what I feel the Lord would have me to ask every one of us here this afternoon. Do you have somebody who could speak into your life and you'll hear it? Do you have somebody that can point their finger at you and say something to you that you might not like it, but you'll hear it? Jesus makes a very startling statement. He said, take, take heed what you hear. Jesus connects something here. He connects uh, amen and states that we have a responsibility there is an empowerment that comes. Our hearing, amen, connects hearing with responsibility, with empowerment, and with blessing. For he says in Mark 4, 24, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet ye, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. As much as our words matter to Jesus... What we speak, what we hear matters to him just as much. What we hear determines what we receive. Constantly throughout the Bible, our ability to listen to the Lord is mentioned. Numerous times throughout the Gospels, Jesus said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Your protection, your peace of mind, uh, your direction, amen, and your soul salvation are all dependent upon your ability to hear God. What we hear determines what we receive. Uh, the message given to the seven churches uh, in the book of Revelation all end with these words. Uh, in Revelation 3, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear uh, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Uh, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear uh, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Jesus said in John 10, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand the greatest use of our ability to hear is to use it to hear the Lord there isn't anything more important than you and I can hear than hear the Lord Hearing and faith are linked together. Paul says in Romans 10, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing is a link. 
between faith and the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God produces faith. The more we hear the Word of God, the more faith we receive. Jesus declared that he is the good shepherd. His sheep hear his voice. Being in his hand and never perishing are in direct correlation with hearing his voice. In each of our lives, there are so many voices vying for attention. There's so much noise out there. You can't go any place without hearing voices, uh, hearing this, uh, hearing that. Uh, come on over here, do this, do that. How we need to hear the voice of the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, there's gotta be something uh, that says, I am gonna make sure uh, that I hear the voice of the Lord. The first thing we are to hear is have faith in God. Again, my text. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Judah showed their belief in God and in his word by the fact that they were headed toward their enemy. Jehoshaphat stopped them and told them to have faith in God and they would be established. The word established in the Hebrew comes from a word that means three things. Build up, support, nurse. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. So shall ye be built up. So shall you be supported. So shall you be nursed. A person's faith in God is the foundation or it's what establishes everything. The writer of Hebrews said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without a faith in God, a person has nothing to build upon. But when a person puts his faith in God, he or she invites the almighty God to build them up. When they put their faith in God, amen, they invite the Lord, praise the Lord, to support them. Uh, through whatever they're going through. Uh, when they put their faith in God, uh, they allow the Lord to wrap his arms around them uh, and bring them comfort uh, and nurse them, praise the Lord. Uh, this is why Jesus told his disciples uh, in the midst of a terrible storm, uh, have faith in God, uh, have faith. Faith in God. Faith in God establishes everything. I'm here to tell you if you're sick today, oh, hear me. Have faith in God. Praise the Lord. If you're here today feeling like you're a failure, hear me today. Have faith in God. Praise the Lord. If you've got problems today, oh, would you hear me? Have faith in God. Praise the Lord. Is there sin in your life? Oh, would you hear me today? Have faith in God. Praise the Lord. Oh, I hope you'll hear me. I hope you'll hear me. And I hope you'll put your faith in God. Jehoshaphat stood before Judah and told them the secret to prosperity. But they had to listen. Get our text. Hear me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. 
so shall ye prosper. The second thing that Jehoshaphat said to Judah was to have faith in the ministry. Hear me. Believe as prophets and you'll prosper. I did a study on that word. You know what that word literally means? Amen. Prosper here in this text. Push forward. That's pastoring. That's pastor right there. Pushing or, but it's pushing people to go forward. That's what this is all about. Amen. You want to really prosper? It's not having a million bucks in the bank. It's getting you that much closer to heaven, praise the Lord. You want to truly prosper? We got all this so messed up in our world about what we think true riches are. I'll tell you what, amen, true prosperity is. It's getting that much closer to Jesus. It's getting that much closer, praise the Lord, to being like him. It's pushing forward. Paul begins his short epistle to Titus with these words. Titus 1.1, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior, God. God has chosen preaching as the vehicle to declare the hope of eternal life to a lost world. Uh, amen. God chose that. Uh, the word of God is manifested through preaching. Uh, the word of God comes alive uh, and is tangible uh, to us uh, through preaching. Uh, this is why Jesus said in John 6, uh, it is the spirit that quickeneth, uh, the flesh profiteth nothing. Uh, the words that I speak unto you, uh, they are spirit uh, and they are life. Uh, there is hope uh, for you uh, in every area of your life. Uh, I have been commissioned by God to declare that to you. You're not going backward. Amen. You're not going to be lost. The Lord didn't have you to be alive today to see you go to hell. Amen. But he wants you to go forward. There is hope in the most hopeless situation. I have been commissioned by God and every preacher in this place has been commissioned by God to push you forward. God has ordained preaching as a tool to save people who believe. For Corinthians one twenty one says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them believe. In these perilous and evil days, we need to hear the preaching of the word of God. I know... Too many times we evaluate the message before it's preached because we don't like the preacher. There's, I look out of here, I saw some of you last night. I ministered last night at Elam. I've ministered different at, at men's camp. Some of you have heard me preach more than my own church that I pastor have heard me preach, okay? So it's like, oh, Booker again, come on. Really? Please. We, we, how many times do we evaluate 
Oh, I, this is going to be good tonight. I really like him. He's a good preacher. I really like that. I'm excited about that. Uh, I don't know. He's not my favorite. I really don't know. I mean, you know, he hems and haws a lot. And, you know, I mean, he just, uh, he just, I, I just don't know. Oh, God, we must be people who more than ever want to hear the word of God. There's got to be something in us here that says, I want to hear the preached word of God. Whether it's some guy preaching his first message or a seasoned pastor, your favorite preacher, or some of you've never heard of before. Come on, God, give us a love for the preached word of God. There's something we got to have. We got to love the preaching of the word of God. Jesus asked this question. It has often troubled me. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? The Bible tells us, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our faith is increased the more we hear the preaching of the word of God. When the Lord asked the question about when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? Was the Lord declaring to us that there would be a battle waged by the enemy to hinder our, amen, hearing the word of God. I believe the enemy of our soul will do whatever he can to stop us from hearing the preaching of the word of God. I believe the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, amen, in these last days, the attack will be greater than ever before to discount the preacher and the preaching of the word of God. Amen, I understand in days gone by, it was nothing for a preacher to preach an hour and a half. I'm not saying we go back and revisit those days, but come on, we got it, then we got to have uh, uh, 20 minutes and no longer. Amen. I'm not saying that we, we got to be studied. We got to be anointed. We got to hear from God. But somehow, God, help us. Uh, amen. Help us uh, to love the preaching of the Word of God. The enemy doesn't want us to have faith. If we will hear the Word of God, we will have the faith necessary to make it in these last days. Every time Pastor Cordell gets behind this pulpit, amen, you know what he's doing? He's trying to get you to prosper. Amen, every time he gets behind this pulpit and preaches from the word of the Lord, amen, he's heard from God, he's gonna do his best. Amen, there's sometimes he preaches better than other times. Hello, amen, but every time he's getting behind this pulpit, there's one thing that he wants. He wants you to prosper. He's trying to push you forward. He's trying say come on we can reach our city come on we can impact our world come on we can have greater touch of God than we've ever had before chapter 11 of the second book of Samuel tells us a shocking sin committed by King David from his palace roof in Jerusalem he saw a beautiful woman in a nearby home David had his servants bring her to him after sleeping with her and impregnating this woman. David arranged to have her husband, an officer in his army, killed in battle and then married her. There were people in David's court who knew about his sin. Most obviously the servants who brought the woman to the palace and those to whom they likely confided this information. There were people that knew about David's sin but no one said anything to the king. No one said anything to the king. Finally, the prophet Nathan confronted and reproved David 
2 Samuel 12, 7. Thou art the man. Thou art the man. If not for Nathan, David would have remained an unrepentant sinner. If not for Nathan, but because of Nathan, David repented. Thank God for Nathan. Thank God for Nathan. Thank God for Nathan. Do you have a Nathan in your life? Do you have a Nathan in your life? I'm not just talking to everybody in life church. My God, I'm talking to everybody here. I'm talking to every pastor here. I'm talking to every minister here. Do you have a Nathan in your life? Do you have someone who can speak into your life? I pray for this congregation. And I have prayed this prayer and I will continue to pray it. That Pastor Cordell is the man that can speak into your life. Thank you, Brother Matson. Thank you. You see, every one of us needs someone to speak into his or her life. We must be accountable. We've got to be accountable. I pray that your pastor is that man. I pray if you're a part of Abundant Life Church, I pray that Pastor Cordell is your pastor. Amen. Of course you love Pastor Kylie. Of course you love Sister Kylie. Of course you do. Amen. This was not a hostile takeover. This was something that Brother Kylie felt in prayer. Amen. This transition is of God. I know that it's going to be hard. I understand what you're going through here. But please hear me. Now's not the time to pick and choose who your favorite preacher is. Now's the time like never before to say you're my pastor and you got to speak into my life because I got to hear from God. Deuteronomy 21, 20 verse 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not thou afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when you are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. According to Deuteronomy 20, it is the ministry's job to help the people of God prepare for the battle. It was the job of a priest to accompany the army into the battlefield. As the army was setting up for battle, the priest was to address those who were about to go in to the battle. According to one commentary I read, the purpose of the priest's words were twofold. To annoy and destroy the confidence of the enemy. 
In other words, they would speak so loudly that the enemy's camp could hear it. And the second thing is to protect and to save the people of God. When they have set ranks before the priest, he is to say, again in verse 3, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies uh, to save you. Uh, then uh, another priest under him causes it to be heard, uh, amen, by other people, uh, amen, and he with a higher voice. Uh, then another priest uh, would repeat it, uh, and another priest would uh, repeat it. Uh, he would repeat uh, what the anointed of the war, the war uh, had said uh, and express it with a loud voice uh, that all may hear, uh, amen, hear, oh Israel, uh, you approach this day in a battle against your enemies. Uh, let not your heart faint. Uh, fear not and do not tremble. Uh, neither be ye terrified because of them. Uh, for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you uh, to fight for you against your enemies uh, to save you. Uh, they'd say it again. Uh, another priest would say it again. Uh, another priest would say it again. Uh, before the battle, everyone had someone speaking to them. Before they went to battle, everyone had a covering. Everyone had somebody speaking to them. A priest. They had a covering. It's my job to tell the people that I pastor, amen, fear not. It's my job to build up their faith. It's my job to encourage every person. It's my job to remind them of at least three things. The Lord is with you. The Lord's going to fight for you. The Lord will save you. It doesn't matter what you're going to face this week. God's on the throne and God knows where you're at. And God's going to take care of you. Amen. Keep putting your faith in him. Keep putting your trust in him. I have a great job. Because it's my job to tell people that I pastor that they're going to win. They just need to hear and have faith in God and believe the preaching of the word of God. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Oh, can, can you hear me today? Will you hear this guy? Amen. The Lord is going with you. The Lord's going to fight for you. Amen. The Lord's coming against your enemies. Amen. He's going to save you. Praise the Lord. Please hear me. Please hear me. The Lord wants to give someone who feels like they're sinking support and comfort here today. The Lord wants to bless someone and enable them to move forward. Oh God, my question, I, I'm, I'm just about done. Amen. Uh, my question is, do you have someone preparing you for the battle? Do you have a covering over you. I talked to someone not long ago. I said, uh, are you going to church? No, we're, we're, we're watching uh, 
we're watching POA online, and we're getting a lot of encouragement from that. POA is great. Pentecostal Lows of Alexandria, great, great. You need a preacher. You need a church. Amen. You need a church. You need a covering over you. Do you have someone that you call pastor? What, what an encouragement. Uh, pastor Hanthorne, Presbyter Hanthorne. Pastor's a very large, growing revival church in Mequon. And he referenced first, I'm happy to have my pastor, the former district superintendent of Wisconsin here. Amen. That was not just for show. He's told me that on the phone, who his pastor is. Amen. Do you have a pastor? Pastor. Do you, are you in submission to anyone? Do you have someone? I'll tell you what. You'll be protected. You'll be blessed. You'll make it through, amen, the deceitfulness of sin. You'll make it through if you've got a covering over your life, if you've got somebody, praise Lord, in your life that can look you in the eye and say, you know what, that's not right what you're doing. Uh, do, you, do you have someone in your life that you will hear? Do you have someone who could speak into your life and say, that's not right? David could have had Nathan killed. And we would have never have heard of Nathan ever. But we wouldn't have heard of David either. Do you have someone in your life that can say that's wrong and you're not going to kill him? My prayer is for abundant life. Oh, God. That Pastor Cordell is someone that you will allow to speak into your life. Would you lift your hands right now? Amen. Would you lift your hands right now? I'm asking, whether you're a member of this church or not, would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Amen. My hands, I'm lifting my hands right now. Father, I need you. Father, I need you. Father, I ask you to move across this congregation. Amen. We are living in crazy days. We are every day that we live, we're in a battle, but we're not in a battle that we're going to lose. We're every day we live, we're in a battle we're going to win. But we got to hear, we got to have, praise the Lord, faith in you, and we got to have faith in the ministry. Amen. We got to have somebody, we got to have a Nathan in our life. I pray and ask you right now, Father, that you would work and move in our lives here today. Let it not just be a name only, but my God, let them come into our lives and let them say, hey man, you gotta go this way. Let them push us forward, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Oh, let's stand together. Oh, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I know God's here, and God is doing something. Amen. God is doing something right now. I, I, I don't know, 
but I believe he's doing something in Abundant Life Church right now. Amen. I'm going to ask, would you lift your hands again to the Lord? Would you reach out to the Lord right now? Amen. Would you, again, amen, I'm asking you, if you feel like worshiping, worship. If you feel like crying out to him, cry out to him. Amen. Would you just do that? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God, oh God, this is so significant. This is so significant. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Praise the Lord. Brother and Sister Cordell, Pastor and Sister Cordell, would you please come and stand right in front of me here? Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, come. Amen, the closer the better. Praise the Lord. Amen. Recognizing the seriousness of pastoring a body of people of the Lord's church, I will do my best to fulfill the responsibilities in serving in this capacity. If so, would you please respond by saying, I will, so help me God. As a steward of the call of God, I will, to the best of my ability, give what giftings I have been given from above for the help of the body of Christ here at Abundant Life Church. Recognize the importance of the body of Christ, the church, in my own personal life. I will commit to stand by the gospel's mission here in Oconomowoc and live a separated way of life in this community. Will you commit to faithfully preach the word, excuse me, preach the whole counsel of God's inerrant word in season and out without apology and without compromise, not shrinking to declare the whole counsel of God? Will you determine to know nothing among this congregation but Jesus Christ and him crucified? Not coming to them in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power that God might get all of the glory. Will you commit yourselves to loving this congregation by praying fervently for those Christ purchased with his own blood and has now given you to shepherd in this church? Will you do everything in your power to shepherd this flock by protecting them from false teaching and false teachers? Will you commit to be God's leader in your own home, teaching your family the things of God according to the scripture by the word and deed and leading them to love Christ and his church? Since unity and harmony are so valuable in the work of God, I will strive to always value the opinions and work of my fellow laborers and do the utmost to keep unity in all I do for this work's sake. I will always submit myself to those in authority over me in the body of Christ as an example to those that I would expect to submit to my authority. I will always be considerate of my decisions concerning places I go, things that I speak about, and associations that I may have that would bring any type of reproach or question to the spirituality of the church I am called to serve. Having been prospered by the hand of the Lord Jesus, enabled by his divine grace and power, 
I now commit myself to maintain every part of my life so as to represent him and Abundant Life Church in the best possible light for the overall work of God in this church and this area. Amen. Pastor Kylie's going to come now. You may be seated. Time to be brief and time to go off script. You just heard a man take vows before God. All of you are witnesses. But what about us as a congregation? What are we willing to commit to? What vows will we take before God? So I'm going to ask if you're a member of Abundant Life, if you would please stand. And I will be direct, and you get to respond right from where you are. This is now my pastor. As Brother Matson said, he was once his boss, now he's his servant. So am I. This is my pastor and my pastor's wife. And I'm proud of both of you. I pledge to you my loyalty and my support in all matters. So help me God. Will anybody join me? I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I will pray for you. I will encourage you. I will guard your back. I will support you. So help me God. I will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I will seek to be useful, involved, positive, and always supportive. So help me God. Amen. You may be seated. I am more convinced than ever that this is the man. Thou art the man. In a positive way. Thou art the man. And I support you. I have known you for 20 years. You have been at this church. There's 20, age, 20 years of age difference in us as well. I have known you to be faithful. I have known you to be loyal. I have never asked you more than once to do something without you doing it. I have given you the opportunity to disagree with me. But even when you disagreed, you submitted. What you have sown, you will also reap. Elisha and Elijah. Elijah was finally convinced by God to come out of his cave. And God told him to go find Elisha and make him a roommate. He mentored Elisha. And at the conclusion, Elijah said one day to Elisha, I'll be going soon. What would you have me to do for you? And Elisha said, I would like a double portion of your spirit. 
And Elijah said, you've asked a hard thing. But if you see me when I leave, it shall be done unto you. Did you hear what he was saying? Continue to be faithful to that point, which you have done, and you will receive a double portion. I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me. I don't want this church to continue. I want it to grow and explode and be greater than it has ever been before. History is not something to be lived in. It's something to be learned from. But we need to move forward. Those that live in the past have no future. Abundant life has a bright future. I commend you for your faithfulness and loyalty. And then I've asked the armor bearer, Pastor Meyer, I want to give you a visual illustration from 1 Samuel 14. Jonathan said to the young man that was his armor bearer, come, let us go over under the garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will fight for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And listen to what the armor bearer says. Do all that is in your heart. Turn you, and behold, I'm with you according to your heart. Thank you. The spiritual illustration is this. I have carried this sword for many years. A shepherd has both a staff and a rod, but David was more than just a shepherd. He was a warrior. He carried a sword. He fought the enemies of God. I'm giving you this sword, Brother Cordell, to protect this congregation from its enemies, to fight the battles that God tells you to fight. A good soldier fights whomever he's told to fight, whenever he's told to fight, wherever he is told to fight. And the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And I believe that you will yield this properly and protect this congregation. And lastly, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. They watch for your souls. And they must give an account. Let it be done with joy and not with grief. That would be unprofitable to you. And verse 18 begins with pray for us. And I know that most people know what I've just read. But let me share with you something I never saw before. My pastor taught me this. He said, Rick, if I ask you to do something, as your pastor, if it's not illegal or immoral, or in violation of God's word, you do it, and you do it right away. You don't tell me I'm going to pray about it. Did you see the order? Obey them. And verse 18 it says, pray for us. 
do the obeying before you do the praying. Respect the rank, the authority, and the protection that it provides you. I am so glad today and so honored to have my district superintendent, my presbyter, and now my pastor as a covering over my life. I might not see something that they see. Speak, thank you, Brother Booker. Speak to my life, men. Don't be afraid to tell me what I don't want to hear because I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And if I need to be corrected, I'd rather be corrected now than later. And finally, here's where I stop. I am totally convinced that abundant life's best is yet to come. The future is brighter than it's ever been. The people are in place. And abundant life is going to see great revival. And we have a great pastor and a great pastor's wife and great leadership in this church. Let's get on board. Let's get behind him. Let's support him. And let's win the lost at any cost. Win the lost at any cost. Praise God. Now I'll ask you to stand with me. And I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Cordell to go and stand next to Brother Barningham, please. And your family, children, would you go and stand with your parents, please? We want to pray for your family as well. And I'm asking them to go into the really the center of the sanctuary so that as many of us as is possible, I'm going to ask our presbyter and district superintendent, give them first opportunity to get close and lay hands on them and pray for them. And then we're going to get in as close as we can and we're going to pray for Pastor and Sister Cordell, God's blessing and anointing on them. Would you do that? Gather in as close as you can and pray for them. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.